What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Okay, real quick before we get started, you guys have probably heard that intro a bunch of times over the last year or so that I've put out podcasts, um, that me asking those questions and saying the answer to them is mindset. And now I have a couple options to help you with that. Um, I'm mostly focusing on the newer techs now to help bring them up into the industry and help them get further faster. First option I have is the PDR Launchpad, and that's for techs uh, between zero and two years in business. Uh, it's an eight-week program to help you launch your business into success. The second option that I have is the Young Guns PDR 20 group. That's for techs up to five years in business, zero to five years in business. I'm partnered up with Gene Fetty on that. And that is a mastermind group that runs for a year to help you get your business further faster. So uh, if you want to know when the signups are open for that, then go to my website at coachcoreyk.com and enter in your email address. You'll be in my email list. And when when I open enrollment for either of those programs, you will know. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Uh, today on the podcast, we have a special guest, TC Martindale. Uh, I got to know TC better. I, I'd heard of, I've heard of him, seen him around the Facebook forums, but I got him to know better, got to know him better at the Anson Open House, and he is also a part of the PDR 20 group. TC runs a very successful PDR business in Raleigh, North Carolina, but what impressed me the most about TC is his business mind and his business ventures outside of the PDR industry. So, I mean, let's face it, most people don't want to physically push dents into their 50s and 60s, and we need to decide that now. We need to decide whether we want to push dents until then, uh, just run our own business, just pushing dents, build a PDR business with people working for us, an actual business, or have other income streams outside of PDR, or maybe even a little bit of all of it, and TC does a little bit of all of it. So, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Corey. Yeah, so how I like to start all all of my podcast episodes because I'm curious about it um, is how did you find the weird little niche of paintless dent repair? Start fixing dents. I first learned about it when I was in college. Um, mm. My first real business, I guess you would say, was when I was in college. I detailed cars and did apartment maintenance, and I met a PDR guy uh, back when I detailed cars. I used to detail this lawyer's Mercedes every Friday. And I would go to his office and watch his and his assistant's car. And uh, I met a PDR guy one time and it like amazed me. He made more than I made all day in about three minutes and was in and out of there. And that kind of sticks with you. So that was my first introduction into PDR. And then uh, after that, I didn't, I didn't get back in. I didn't get into the PDR business until 2010. So, so when, when did you see the guy? When did you see the detail guy? What it was probably right? 2001. Oh, okay. Something so like it was, yeah, it was so a nine long, years later. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you were, you were detailing cars you said in college and you mm-hmm. weren't, you were go like again, going to college to do something else. PDR never was on your radar. No, it wasn't even a thought. Like I, I you know, I studied uh, industrial technology and construction management. Those were kind of my uh, first fields of study. And then I got into engineering later and um, you know, I got out of school, used my degree for quite some time, I worked in the dental equipment manufacturing business, mm-hmm. and I worked for a company that was based out of Germany. It was actually formerly a Siemens Dental, and ah. Siemens sold their share of the dental yeah. business. And uh, I was I started at the company when it was in private equity investment. So, nice. you know, this kind of leads up to my ability to, to you yeah. know, do stuff with money. Is instead of putting money in my four hundred one k. I invested all my extra earnings into private equity in the company that I was working for because I had so much belief in what they were doing, their vision, how much it had grown in the time I was there. So that's awesome. So like like I said in the intro, not just PDR, this is a little bit of your business mind. I I don't think everybody understands exactly even what you're saying. So because this is going to be a little bit less about building the PDR business and a little bit more about how to leverage successful PDR business into doing other things. Tell us, tell people that don't know a little bit about what a private equity is private equity business. How, what does that mean? How do you invest in something? So, you know, typically in private equity that like a company will be considered a startup or Mm -hmm. a new company and they're, they're eventually trying to go public or be acquired from a larger company. Mm -hmm. And so my company's plan was they wanted to go public 
and they did, but they went through a reverse acquisition merger, which is another publicly traded company. They, they come together and then they become one entity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew that they were owned by a private equity investment firm. So I knew that typically those companies don't hold on to, to companies for a long time. Yeah, a couple of years, right? A few years. A couple, two, three, four yeah. years, something like that. And uh, then they cash out. But we had massive amounts of growth. Like when I started, I was one of 25 employees in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is where our U.S. headquarters were. And then by the time I left, there were over 600 employees Oh, wow. So that'll give you an idea of in nine years, the kind of growth that the company had. Wow. You know? so, so you, so you went, you're working for that company out of college in different capacities for a long time. And then it also reinvesting into that same company with mm-hmm. your extra money that you're mm-hmm. making. And it, it sounds like they sold or went public reverse acquisition merger. And then you were out of a job or you were well, doing no, I mean, okay. I mean, I worked with them while they were publicly traded for about three years. And then the, and then you just like, Oh, I remember that dude fixed that one dent. I'm going to go fix dents or what? (laughs) No, I mean, I got to kind of tired of the corporate world. I had meetings about meetings and I was a hands-on guy. I mean, I worked in research and development. I did a lot of product development design, built dental equipment and worked with my hands. And then it switched to where TC was managing 50 guys Mm -hmm. and it was you know, I'm miserable. Not your, so, not your, not your path. No, no. So, um, I, what really got me into the dent business was my wife and I, we had, you know, we were, you know, I guess at that time we were in our, you know, thirties and we really had not decided we wanted to have kids. We kind of talked about it and we're like, no, we both kind of want to focus on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then my wife came one day and she's like, I think I want to have a kid. And I said, you know what? I think I do too. She says, well, I don't want to have a kid here. I want to be closer to my family, our families. That's important to us. So for me, it was like, okay, so now I got to think about what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And I knew I didn't want to work for someone else. I mean, I had an opportunity to go work for Caterpillar Corporation after they're they're in this area. Mm -hmm. And they actually offered me a job, um, which was pretty substantial in comparison to what I was even making in the dental business. But I knew that the income potential was limited. And I had studied about the dent business and educated about it, you know, over the years. And it was just kind of always someone, something that was at the back of my mind, like, okay, this is a low cost of entry thing. It seems like it's a highly, you know, highly desirable skill. Um, So, you know, therefore it's valuable. So Mm -hmm. I actually sought someone out that was in my market already and, you know, just reached out to him and said, Hey, can, can I talk to you? I'm interested in learning about the dent business and want to get into it. So we ended up, I ended up coming to hang out with him for a few Saturdays. And uh, then we made, we, you know, came out with a deal, worked something out and I went to dent school. So nice. And you work for him? Yeah, I worked with him and for mm-hmm. six years. And then um, I bought my contract out and decided to start my own company in 2016. So oh, Okay. So that was fairly recent then. I didn't yeah. know that was that recent. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> So, I mean, it sounds like you're, I mean, you're a big fan of, I mean, college educated. So you have the information on private equity and mergers and all those things. So for somebody who is curious about this stuff, right, about taking their money and putting it into just, let's just say something else, whether it's another business, um, Mm -hmm. buying a franchise, um, maybe even alternative investments, bitcoins, real estate, anything Mm -hmm. like that. Where, where should you start? I mean, should you just, should you just go Google something or I mean, there's some BDR groups that are for investing and things like that too. I mean, you know, there's like, it depends on what you're into, like real estate, that kind of stuff. I used to listen to a podcast called bigger pockets, bigger pockets. Yeah, me too. And, um, you know, I've done some real estate investing over the years. I do hard money lending now. That's kind of one of my things I do. And then I bought a franchise business that we talked about. Yeah. And, you know, I'm more of, I want to do things that don't involve any of my time, really. They just Mm -hmm. involve my capital and my business sense. Yeah. So, you know, I know whether I'm stepping into a good deal or a bad deal that makes sense, you know, purely from the numbers. Yes. And then go from there. So that's really, yes, you know, so that's my, the same. My, 
my specialty. Yeah, total. I I can I can see that for sure. So and sometimes just starting. So I I did the same thing. My my father in law is general contractor for his whole life. My wife and I wanted mm-hmm. to start flipping houses, and so the first thing I did was start looking around. Like, okay, where's the best resource to find? Bigger Pockets obviously is the one like the main resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have a podcast. They have several books now. They have a forum. So just start getting involved, right? I did. Yeah. Three, four, I mean, there's meetup groups that you can get involved in. I mean, it's there's so many ways. Mm. Like, you really have no excuse not to learn anything anymore. If you yeah. want to learn it's, something, it's all free too. And I mean, it's all free, and it's all right in front of your face. You can go on YouTube and learn so much. How to you how to analyze a deal? How to know if it's a good deal? What percentages? Right. How to find right. money? Like any of those things. Understanding cap rate, things yeah. like that. So if yeah. you're trying to look and buy, buy this, do this, do that. Mm. You know, you can. You can educate yourself with without spending any money. Yeah. And if know. it's not free, it's like 20 bucks for right. a book or like, or like right. 20 bucks a month for bigger pockets subscription or what, I don't know how mm-hmm. much it is. It's enough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cheap, especially for, for us. I mean, like you said, you're looking for things you can invest your money in, in your capital and, and not your time because your right. time is very well spent fixing debts. And that's the situation yeah. most of us are in the hourly mm-hmm. rate that we can make with our hands is, is high. If you're in that position as a, as a PDR mm-hmm. business, like charging high dollars, fixing, you know, good repairs, not working on, you know, just smash stuff at pot lots or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of the reason why I switched from being fully mobile to having a shop was because it increased my efficiency. Dollar per hour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. makes sense. And so that, so that's, that's how you, that's how you look at that. So anybody that's, I would say looking for, alternative investments yeah pdr forums i know we have crypto and real estate and all these things start there and start googling youtube videos books podcasts everything until you understand enough to to do that and i mean there's a lot of guys in our industry that are really smart you know i know many guys that are invested in real estate you know and they do multi-units they Mm -hmm. do single you know units a lot of guys have been doing well with some uh, larger VRBO or Airbnb properties and yep. nice areas and things like that. So yeah, buy and hold. You know, it really stuff. depends on what you're comfortable with. You know, but that's how much money you have. <laughs> that's part of it. How much money you have? How much? How mm-hmm. much you have? You know, to tie up. How long you can tie it up? Um, yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. I think the biggest thing that I've realized over the last year or so as I become more involved in the PR industry and going to as many events as I can is that the the amount of good guys and girls in this industry that are just, that are just smart um, mm-hmm. business people is, is there's, there's a ton. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, like sure. go being an Anson open house last, um, yeah, last blow your head weeks, off. Dude, that stuff. Yeah, man, just every conversation I'm like learning so much. And that's, that's why I'm telling people with the, you know, getting involved in the PDR 20 groups and go into the open houses and the MTE and put yourself in that environment to, to be successful. We all have this thought that, you know, we can do it by ourselves and, and there, and to in a sense we can, but the speed at which you can do things, if you're going to have conversations with people like you and all the other people at Anson, it's just, it's, it's going to increase it massively. You agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was miserable when I was trying to answer the phone all day and fix Mm. this at the same time and follow up with emails and text messages and all that. The best thing I ever do did was hire an office manager Yeah, and give her the phone and get a new number. Like that was, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me and made me more productive. And I made more money. I was always like, well, how much is it going to cost me to have that person? And now I look back and said, day one, I should have just hired her. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that could go back to like the business mind of analyzing. If you take yourself out of the <clears throat> spending your money and put yourself in a business, in a business mind, say, okay, pay this girl or guy, pay this person 15 bucks an hour for eight hours a day. That's a hundred bucks a day or whatever it is, 150 bucks a day in the end after taxes and whatnot. How many, how many, how many hours do I have to work to pay her? Right. right? So 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. 30 I minutes mean, of, of dent pushing to pay her for the day in theory, yeah. right? You do that kind yeah. of math and you're like, oh shit, yeah, if she can save me 30 minutes a day, it's, I win. It's a net net. Yeah. 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 And so you gotta, you gotta start looking at stuff at, from a business perspective, from that angle, instead of just, I feel a lot of, like a lot of people in this industry is just like, it's just like hoarding money. Like I'll just take, I'll just do everything. I'll work 20 hours a day and do hey, I was that guy for a long yeah. time too, man. We've all been that. I know. Me having children and me deciding what I want to do. You know, one day I had 
I mean, my dad's in the later years of his life. He's 84 years old. And he looked at me and he said, look, my daughter was sitting on my lap and we're sitting in the living room. And he's like, one day you'll blink and she'll be 16 and she'll be pulling out that driveway. And he's like, spend time with her now. Yeah. Because one day you'll regret it. Yeah. He said, don't have regret. Spend your time. Enjoy your time. It's so like, man, it's important to me. It's like, I get her up in the morning. Yep. You know, we had breakfast together. I brush her hair. I get her dressed to get her in the car to go to school. And then I, here I come to work, you know? Yeah. And you, and you can still run a successful PDR business by yeah. showing up at nine. It's okay. Yeah, it's absolutely okay. <laughs> I have the systems and processes yeah. put in place to have the business function without me. I mean, yep. you know, it's that, that's the, that's the tough part to do is to stop yourself, spend the time to document all this stuff and create all the workflow and do everything you need to do for your business Yes, you're going to give up income to do it, but you'll grow that a hundred folds by spending the time on the front side to do those things. Because so many guys are like, well, I, I don't want to sit down and work in the office for five hours a day because I could have made, you know, a thousand bucks or more, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's hard to set that time aside, but you know, once you do it, you create the time, you create the processes, then you're free of it. Yeah. And then, you know, when you, like for me with my office manager, she, you know, she handles all the, a lot of things that I don't have to handle anymore. So it makes my job so much easier. So I can come in, push metal. I, if I'm done and I need to go somewhere, I don't have to hang around and wait for a customer to come pick up. I can leave. I'm dynamic. I can move around. I'm going to go over here, go there, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Where before I would sit around the shop and be like, man, I need to go over here, but this customer, they're not coming for another hour. Yeah. I don't, I can't go away and get back fast enough so i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna let me like you know figure out something to do and that's a lot of guys try to start a shop and that's the situation they get in is they don't treat it like a business you know and you have to invest the time and it's stressful you know it's stressful to open a shop up and you think okay i'm gonna hang my shingle and now people are just gonna start showing up every day all day and it doesn't work like that it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of time it's an investment and uh that's the hardest part so you, you mentioned, and I want you to expand a little bit more. You mentioned taking time to build system and processes so that you can, I guess, in a sense, replicate yourself through mm-hmm. someone else. What, what I mean, I think I understand what you mean by that, but I want you to expand on it. So basically what you do every day by answering the phone, booking appointments, all that stuff, yeah. actually get it down and write it down on the computer or paper or whatever, write it down so that you can hand it to the person you hire and say, here's how you here's do your it. job. Yeah. This is what you're doing. Yeah. You know, all from the phone script to how many, how often, you know, we answer and respond to emails throughout the day, our process for follow-up for past leads where somebody we've given them an estimate or given them a roundabout cost, you know, and they haven't, set an appointment so we contact them and mm-hmm. you know what systems do we use to do that and yeah just how every process everything. how you do it all yep how you do it all a to z mm-hmm. you know what what do you do when a co- person comes in with a hail claim what do you do with a person using insurance what do you do with a person that's not using insurance like all of and the things. easiest way to do that is when you're doing it because most guys are solo or gals are solo solo run businesses and you want to expand, maybe start a, start a shop or open a shop and hire a person or whatever. So when you do it throughout the day, when you're answering the phone call, when you're processing hail claim, when you take, take some time outside yeah. of actually making, pushing metal, cause you got to do that if you want to grow and write mm-hmm. down what you did, right? Yeah. You did the customer marked, pulled the car inside, marked the vehicle, counted the dents, like all the things that you do step by step by step. So you can actually replicate yourself. That's, yes. that's one of the most important thing, things you can That's do. the hardest thing to do is to slow down and document all that yeah. stuff. So you can explain it to someone else because it's second nature to you. Cause you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do when you call in a supplement? Who do you call? Where do you call? What insurance, you know, all these factors, you know, yeah. insurance is a whole confusing you know, thing in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a 50 page. Book I mean, we thing. see the number of insurance claims us being a brick and mortar shop. Mm. I mean, probably 60% of our work is insurance. So, Oh really? You know, yeah. Yeah. That's killer. So even, talks- even minor collision damage, you know, a lot of people have, you know, here tree limbs fall. Uh, we get lots of acorn damage, you know, yeah. And so if you're, if you're using price guide, then those numbers climb up pretty quick and it makes yeah. sense. Oh yeah. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one of the is that one of the biggest benefits from from your perspective on a shop? Is and, going, and what down insur- going down the insurance route and getting all the a lot of insurance work? Yeah, I mean 
to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, I just try to educate my clients on what's the best route for them financially. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't make this financial decisions for my customers, but I can inform them of the consequences of their actions when it involves insurance. Like, you know, some claims are, you know, comprehensive claims that are acts of nature. They don't Mm -hmm. affect your rates, blah, blah, blah. But if, you know, you ran into the garage door at the house, that falls under your collision. Mm -hmm. That will affect your rates, you know. Do, do, do you make the claim? Do you not make the claim? It's the price is the same, whether you do or don't with yeah. us. So <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter to me. It's actually nicer when you pay out of pocket because I don't have to deal with the insurance company. Yeah. I'd rather you and, do that. And but... I can do things a lot more efficiently. Mm. So I've also had quite a few customers where they decide they want to use their insurance after the fact, and they are able to take our invoice and turn it into their insurance and they get reimbursed less they're okay. deductible. Yeah. So I there mean, you yeah, know, does, does on their financial before. situation, they'll be able to do that or not. You know? Yeah, that's a good that's a good tip right there, though, because I don't think a lot of people understand that's possible. Someone comes in, pays you out of pocket, 800, 900,000 bucks, and then like, actually, I want to use my insurance. It's like, okay, here's the invoice. Go go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Do what you got to do afterwards. That's fine. I fixed it. They can reimburse you. Pictures. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good tech tip. I don't think anybody, um, I don't think very many people know that they can reimburse after the fact. Um, so because I like to bounce around a little bit and some PDR into other, as other business ventures, you say you did some hard money lending. So, okay. So first of all, there's a lot of guys in P, in the PDR space that are in real estate in some capacity, a lot of hail guys, especially too, cause the off season, um, mm-hmm. bunch of different ways. I know people who yeah are buying multifamily who are flipping. I, I flip real estate personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't physically do it. And that's another thing. I, 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 I put the money up. And I hire people to do the flips and I just coordinate the real estate transactions and, and how the deals work and stuff. So that's another thing. I'm not trying to find myself another job and go swing right. a hammer for 20 bucks an hour because right. I make way more than that pushing on dents. But it's another option to use my capital, my money to make money. Uh, flip stuff, buy and hold, whatever. And then you said hard, you said hard money lending. So yeah. for those people that don't understand what that is, I'm just if they're curious, can you explain that? I mean, sometimes, so I work with, I probably have like three or four different flippers that, you know, they flip homes. And then I work with a guy that builds homes. He's a home builder. Yeah. And uh, he basically builds vinyl boxes is what I call them. Spec houses. (laughs) They're pretty inexpensive, but you know. um, But they're pretty. Yeah, they're not. Instagram, Instagram pretty. (laughs) So what I do is I just speed up the process for them. So, you know with them and banks and loans, like they can, you get so much money. And then when you get so much work done, the bank has to come in and then they do an evaluation and then they'll give you another string, another draw. Yeah. Another draw. And Mm -hmm. so with, you know, hard money lending, I make a great percentage on my money and um, you know, somewhere between 12 and 16% is about where I've been with my hard money lending Mm -hmm. and it allows them to operate faster. So a guy finds a house that's not really for sale and he comes to me and says, Hey, here's the address this is what I'm, this is what I made an offer to the owner on, you know, and I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, that works. And I'll buy the property and I'll hold the title. Yeah. You know, I'll hold the deed. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's essentially what I do. And then they're responsible with their own financing to, to rehab it. So I don't do any construction loans with the guys who flip houses. I only help them buy the homes. Yeah. So, I, I read a I read Tony Robbins' book Money Master the Game a long time mm-hmm. ago, and what the main takeaway? Do you hear? You have you heard that book? Yeah, heard about I have. It? Okay. Basically, Tony Robbins, obviously, you know, a coach, but he knows a lot of billionaires, and so basically, yeah. he interviewed a lot of billionaires and said, "What do you do with money?" And what they're doing, and this is a this is a whole different like when you're coming up in life and working for other people and starting a debt business, all that stuff. It doesn't seem like it's possible. Like it seems like that rich people stuff is kind of out of reach to some extent. If you'd have told me 10 years ago, I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I have what I have now. I would laugh at you. I agree with you. I would too. (laughs) I would too. Um, But what he said in that book was to find stuff that's an asymmetrical risk reward. So, so most people believe that the only way to make money, to make a lot of money is to have very high risk. Right. That's not necessarily true. So like your situation is is a very low risk and very high reward so basically what you do is take money you gotta have money though so you gotta one you gotta make good money in your pdr business and two you gotta, you not gotta spend save it, all. it not spend you gotta it. not spend it all right you gotta not have the truck in the boat. In our industry. 
yeah, it's a big problem in the world. Not world, yeah. It's sure. not just our industry. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like the yeah, amount of people true. that can't put their hands on a thousand dollars is right. a very high percentage of the population. Yeah. yeah. Side note, <laughs> we don't need to go down that road. But asymmetrical risk reward reward is not. It's not only high risk to high reward. You don't have to take massive risk to make massive money. So like your situation, you had money, you saved up money, private equity, sold a business, put debt money away, whatever it was you're doing, you took money and bought. So basically what you're doing is buying a house mm-hmm. or that person, you own the mm-hmm. title to it. So mm-hmm. the, it's very low risk because if that person runs out of money on construction loans, half, half flipped it, half fixed it up, went bankrupt, all that stuff, you, you don't lose your money. No. You have the deed to the house. Yeah. So granted, you would rather not have that because now you got to solve that problem. Yeah, right? but they don't, want, gotta, they don't want me to have that either they because don't want that's all that their either. profit. Exactly. That's it, right? Yeah. So, so the downside of this deal is you get a house yeah. that you bought. And the in upside, this environment, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The upside is that you make 12 to 16% on your money plus points probably I'm guessing, right? Yeah, two, well, yeah, two points. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. two point, a percentage of what you're lending them, they pay you up front. So if you give yeah. them a hundred grand, two points and 16%, they're going to give you two grand right away and pay you 16. So, so these are the type of situations that um, as you look for these deals, if you look for ways to, to places to put your money, mm-hmm. one, just capital, no labor. Yeah. You're not fixing the houses up. You're just writing them a check and you say, okay, finish it as fast as possible and give my money back. You're not doing right. anything. Maybe go look at it for fun. I don't know. Um, but so th- that's step number one. Um, step number two is find, find things that are asymmetrical, asymmetrical risk reward. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the two things that I, that I would focus on. And, um, and for me, we buy deals that are so that we buy deals that are good. Like you said, off market deals when we're mm-hmm. flipping, we buy deals that are good. So our, that my risk of losing money on a house flip is is close to zero. I may not make like a bunch I found of money. two deals this week. I found two deals this week for two guys. I found mm-hmm. two houses this week that yeah. guys didn't even know existed. Like one I found out about at the barber shop, and the other one I found out at a meetup. So it was <laughs> like, you know, okay, I found this house from a barber. Yeah, you know, yeah. This guy's Bob died. He doesn't know what he wants to do with the house. He doesn't want to deal with the real estate. How about a hundred thousand dollars? He just wants a check. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He just wants a check and to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And those are off market deals. And so, so talk about that. You said barbershop, a meetup or whatever. I'm, I'm really big on it. I think, I think it was last week's podcast to talk about putting yourself in an environment for success. Mm -hmm. Um, It's my mindset. I have belief. You got to believe first, you got to believe that you're capable of doing this stuff that we're talking about here because you are. And then the second is environment. You got to put yourself around people that, that bring opportunities. So whether it's in the dent community, outside the dent community, talk about that. How do you, how do you do that in your life that, that helps move you forward and helps you find, find people to do hard money deals with, find private equity, find franchise deals. Like how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, I just talk to people. I'm not a shy person by any stretch, you know, and it's like, you know, you know, what do you do? What are you into? Like I meet some of these guys that have car collections and, you know, I met one guy and he owns a bunch of McDonald's and he afforded me the opportunity to get into a franchise business that was pretty much on a silver platter because he was going to do it for his son, but his son was like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and he, you know, he said, silver spoon kids, they have no work ethic. So if you're interested in this, I'll pass it along to you. And I was like, sweet. So I took the opportunity. Okay. So I step back on him. that. You did a dent for this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a bunch of dents for him. Yeah. He's got probably 25. He, he collects old Porsches. So he's got a bunch of old Porsches and he's got a few old Dodge, like Dodge charger, Dodge challenger. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's, yeah. and he owns like 13 McDonald's. So he's making, yeah. he's making mm-hmm. bank every month. Yeah, I think it's 15 of- McDonald's is what, how many they have? 13, gotcha. I can't remember yeah. the exact number. Gotcha. And McDonald's aren't like insanely profitable, but they're. No, consistent. I mean, he told me they make year. about a hundred thousand in profit off of each one each year. Okay. So yeah, he's making 1.5 million and he's got managers running all of them and it's McDonald's. It's, I mean, yeah. what do you have to systems do? Systems processes. Yeah. What do you have to do? Yeah. Talk about systems and processes. I mean, buying a franchise yeah. is like, that's what you're buying is like, here's yeah. a booklet of how we do it. Yeah. Um, you're getting the we- shortcut. But yeah. I mean, there's a cost for that, obviously. I mean, money. Yeah. 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 You're spending time or you're spending money. Those, those are the two things. And um, I don't want to spend any more time and I have some money, so I'd rather spend it. That's just my, go. there you go. That's my mindset. About so it. that was, that was a, a, a fantastic example about turning 
what we're doing now, what we're all doing now into an opportunity to use capital. I mean, save, save, you know, save, save money. So you have the opportunities, go get educated, read some books, listen to some podcasts, be able to actually have a biz, a business conversation with the guy. Right. Cause there, there's a, there's an element of that too. If you just come in and you're just like, oh, I'll just fix metal, blah, 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 I'm done. Give me 150 bucks. Right. Or, or you can show him that you're a real businessman and yeah. you charge high prices and you look for opportunities and you do all that. And there's like a certain level of respect that they have for you mm-hmm. when you do that. And there's been so many times where I actually wanted to be a financial advisor in a, in a mm-hmm. previous life. I never mm-hmm. went down that path because uh, the damn path was easier and we're humans. Yeah. So I go the easier path. Um, but that's what I want to do. So I think people are shocked sometimes when I come to fix their dent. And I show up, you know, to a multi-million dollar house. Mm-hmm. They open the garage and there's six cars in the garage. And, yeah. you know, we're talking. <laughs> we're going to talk because I want to know what you did, how you got here. Yeah, how you got here. That's like, the same questions I ask. But, exactly. you know, you have to you have to use some tactic with that. You can't just be yeah. like, how oh, you make so much money? Holy shit. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. No, but it's like, but people, people love to talk about themselves. People love to Absolutely. tell their story. And so if I'm going to that house and it's overlooking like all the city, the city that I live in overlooking all of it and the lake and stuff. And it's like, you know, Hey, can I, can I see your backyard view? Um, how, how, like, where'd you find this car? Like how, you know, just you start conversation and they, they like to talk. And if they, if you start showing interest in them and you can actually have that conversation about what they did or how they got there or what you've done, they start to open up more. And then, and then, like you said, it turned in, are you willing to share with what you bought? You didn't mention the name of the franchise. I don't care, but no, I okay. Mean, you, I bought a Jimmy John's. Yeah, so, you better, so basically, so you're going to fix a dent for a guy. He's got a bunch of, bunch of Porsches, obviously mm-hmm. fairly wealthy. You find out he owns a bunch of McDonald's franchises and you say, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, I, I've been doing PDR for this long. I'm always looking to buy other stuff like this. And he, and then he basically brings this thing. Hey, I, I know this guy or the opportunity to buy Jimmy John's. My son didn't want it because he's making a bunch of money without doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silver spoon or whatever. Yeah. So like, here's an opportunity for it. If you have money and an opportunity presents itself, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's how you grow. That's how you grow in life and in business. I mean, he um, just basically connected the dots for me and yeah. said, you know, this is, he gave me the rough idea of what it would cost to get in, what it would do, what it would make, you know? And he said, you know, no risk, no reward, nothing's guaranteed, but yeah. these are the facts. And so- mm-hmm. You know, I said I hemmed and hauled and hemmed and hauled and just jumped in and went. So mm, yeah, and it's worked out pretty well. Last yeah. I heard, when you were telling me, yeah, I was thinking it was crazy that you were telling me how many drivers you have that deliver Jimmy John sandwiches. That that blew my mind. How many do you have? How many drivers? So it depends, like on the time of year, but yeah. like peak, it's like twenty-five to thirty drivers, yeah, like yeah. just delivering sandwiches all over the place. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. But I mean, we're in a fantastically unique position to be able to leverage our business relationships into other things because yeah, we, I mean, we all work, we all work for rich people, not everybody, but like if you're a good dent guy that's been established, you're, you're working you're for several multimillionaires, yeah, yeah, for sure. right? I mean, yeah. I, I would imagine. And so getting to know them and how they got there and their business connections and all that and then stuff. You get in their circle and then their friends use you and it's mm-hmm. funny how that works. It just continues to compound. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. So, started PDR business, went out to hard money lending, some real estate stuff, some Jimmy John's franchise. What else do you do? <laughs> do you do anything else? I don't know. I mean, I like I build hot rods and stuff like that too. So yeah. you know, I, that's I, I collect old cars myself. So I'm always tinkering. I've always had one project going on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I like to hunt and fish too. So that's, yeah. that's a, another passion of mine, but that's hobby that. though. That's time spent. That's yeah. a whole different subject, right? Oh yeah. You got to be able to do that too in life is be able to, I think there's a, I mean, I've had struggle with this too, is like doing hobbies mm-hmm. because of the hourly rate that we can potentially make. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard oh, to, yeah. you know, but it's about a life thing. Like you said, with the mm-hmm. kids and the, and the family and the hobbies, like you got to be able to, to, to live a life. I mean, if you, what, what is, what is the money for? type of idea yeah. right oh yeah um and so you know like other things that i do is like uh car dealers i'll buy cars and put like my neighbor across the street's got a buy here pay here lot and so like i'll buy cars and there's i know so many guys in the car business where if i run across a deal oh we're going to sell our daughter's car and we were going to get the dents taken out of it mm-hmm. oh really well what do you want for it mm-hmm. i did not have to take the dents out of it. yeah because <laughs> i was going to charge you a thousand bucks for that so. yeah yeah <laughs> 
That's interesting. So, th- I mean, that's the, that's the theme of this podcast and why I wanted you on is because just trying to learn to think with a business mind, just that question right there is not a question that very many people would ask. No. Right. Is, oh, I have this old, older car or whatever. I want to fix the dents out and sell it. Well, like, okay, how about I just give you five grand and then mm-hmm. you can fix the dents on it and then give it to the buy here, pay here for seven in two yep. days or whatever, whatever it is. But like, just start thinking of, start trying to have that mindset of like, of, of business opportunities, mm-hmm. whether it's knowing people or just seeing that situation in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, this is a tough question. I don't know if, how I'd answer if someone asked me that. Do you have any tips on how to, how to start developing a mindset like that? I mean, you really have to focus on your mindset. That's yeah. really the thing. And, and, and nothing comes, if you don't put any effort into anything, you're not going to get anything, obviously. But if, if you're, if you have a plentiful mindset, like where almost like I, I'm going to make the money, everything's going to come my way. Everything's going to go good. That's the way it's going to go. If you're negative and say, Oh, this is going to fail miserably. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to, that's the way I, I'm a firm believer in whatever you put out in the world is what you get. And you have to have an action plan for stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. to have the business sense, like, you know, that, that part's learned through trial and error, you know, often sometimes the the most expensive lessons are learned the hard way. Yeah. And, um, you know, start, start looking at your opportunities, you know, what else is out there in the world that's not going to take much of your time and, and benefit you. You know, fortunately for all of us guys, we can make really good money doing what we do. And if we're smart with it, you know, we can retire really early compared to most people and have a substantial, you know, retirement savings, or you can take that money and, and, and invest it and grow it. And instead of putting it in an IRA, you can use it and do lending with it, or, you know, that, that there's risk and reward, but if you play safe, you, you're not going to get a lot. So if you, you know, later in life, you can play it safe. When you get in your late fifties, early sixties, you can start, <laughs> stop taking those risks, mm-hmm. you know, that, that are unnecessary. But when you're young and, and you're learning and you're adapting, you, you can do things like that. A lot of guys need to invest money in their businesses and get their systems and processes put in place and mm. learn how to become more efficient. And if you're zigzagging across town, fixing dents, you need to come up with a solution that makes better sense to do that. And if you're answering the phone nine times a day, instead of three, then you need to come up with a process where you leave a, you know, a voicemail. Hey, you've reached TC with Carolina Dent Pro. We sorry. We missed your call. We return all calls at 10, two and four. Yeah. Yeah. Start, start making system. Okay. So that was, a. I mean, you could probably go back and listen to that a couple of times. There's a ton of good information in that area in yeah. that, all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I know you have a lot in there and it's like hard to organize it all out in one, but if I were to say like to, to put that all in a package and put a bow on it, having an abundance growth mindset, super important. I've done podcasts about that. So the other side is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, right? A fixed mindset saying like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I can learn that. I don't know if I can make that happen versus the abundance mindset, learning from your estate mistakes, thinking it's possible, leveraging relationships to, to create Fixing the plane while flying. Like, yeah, yeah. All that type of stuff. Yeah. Keep moving. Exactly. So, so that mindset is very important. Um, And there's a book from Carol Dweck called mindset. Listen to it. If you want to start down this path of thinking that way, Carol Dweck, it's mindset and then efficiency. That's something I'm, I'm really, that's really important to me is like all the time looking about how you can be more efficient. Right. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I've never had a big desire to open up a shop necessarily, but what I've done and people are like, you should open up a shop. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to, because what I've done over the last few years is I've made, I, I drive in a 15 mile, maybe, maybe 20 mile circle. That's it. I don't go anywhere outside yeah. of all my dealers, all my retails, all my, this are right here. So I'm like, could I have a shop? Yeah. But I'm also not, I'm also not spending three hours a day on the road, spending like 37 minutes yeah. on the road. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, what if you've you been coming up, you, you've made that, that, that really efficient, yes, exactly. organized, really efficient. structured yeah. and, People know what day you're showing up, when you're showing up. Exactly. You either run your retail in the morning or you mm-hmm. run your retail in the afternoon. It's not yeah. mixed throughout the day. And yeah. You're not it's, zigzagging it's, across town. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a decision you gotta make and then and then believe in that you can do it and then go in that direction. It doesn't have to be open a shop. It doesn't have to be this certain thing. It can be what you want, but it's exactly. gotta be efficient. And then now that yeah. I, now that I'm here, you how you have do, to have a plan. I, 
yeah, how can I make it more efficient? Have somebody answer my phone calls, have somebody else, like I have contractors that the stuff that I have, that's like way far West, like 30, 40 miles. I just give it away. I'm like, yeah, I can make 150 bucks, but I got to drive over there and then drive 35 minutes and then drive back to where I am. Someone just give that one away. I don't need it. Right. And then uh, all of a sudden, when you do that stuff, all of a sudden more opportunity opens up in my little bubble. Right. Right. Um, So the last thing just to end the the podcast here, um, since we're going down the business road and saving money and thinking about that and how to invest in life. And you said you can retire with, with money. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you for a few hours now, and I don't think you're a retiring type of person. You're not going to, I don't, it doesn't seem like at 60, whatever years old, you're going to be like, sweet, done. I'm sitting on the couch and building hot rods for the rest of my life. I'm not built that way. I know most people in this industry aren't is from yeah. what, from what I've learned. We're not like save a bunch of money. I'll get to $1.7 million and then I'm done yeah. living off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. What does retire, what does retire mean to you? I have my own thoughts on it, but what does it mean to you to actually like retire? Um, and what do you like, how much money or what is your goal or, or talk, talk about that. Cause I, I, you're not a retiring type. Oh, actually, actually you, t- you said this Martindale. What is it? what did you say? Martindale's don't retire. Martindale's, Martindale's don't retire. My dad retired at 80. Yeah. So, yeah. My dad retired two times, like officially, and then went back to work. you know, again, at a golf course just to keep himself busy. Yeah. So he had something to do. And then at 80, he said, okay, I'm done working. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do now. Yeah. So, but he always did whatever he wanted to do. That was just, well, see, that's what retirement means to me. No, that's that's what what it means to me. I mean, I want enough money, not even enough money in a, in different ways, enough money. In- I mean, you can, there'll never be enough money, Corey. Right. I agree. Fair. If you're in the pursuit of money, you say, I make a million next year. It's two. If it's two, it's four. If it's four, it's six, it's seven. It's, you know, I agree. I agree with you. And that's the beauty, the, the beauty and the downfall of the human mind. And it's the <laughs> same way with money. It's the same way with women. It's the same way with everything. Like whatever you're asphyxiated on, you know what I mean? That's drugs. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll just continue to go. So for so me, fair point, I don't, I won't use enough, but, and that's a mindset thing too. So I want to be in a position to where I can do whatever I want. And that may mean continue to grow a PDR business. Yeah. That may mean that, that and that's yeah. fine. But the day that I want to have, a, have the money available to me, I don't want to say enough. I want to have the money available to me that if I want to say, fuck it, to all my dealers, I, I can't, I can't fix dents anymore. I got to go yeah. to this other thing. I could just walk away and not I, have I, to I'm, worry about how to pay my, my mortgage next month. I work until the, in the dent business until the, the, the dent business doesn't satisfy my needs anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for me, I, 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 I enjoy the gratification I get from, you know, working with my hands, yeah. fixing a dent and the customers. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I'm blown away. Right. Always. Blown yeah. away. Amazed every time it's, you know, a, a, a row of body guys surrounding you as you fix, as you fix the, the, uh, what were you fixing the transit van that no one thought you could. Yeah. 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 Those, sure. those are good yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where for me, I just, I imagine my PDR career will slow down, you know, where mm-hmm. as time goes on, I'll spend less time physically working in it, but I'll be involved in some chance or if somebody wants to buy it from me and I'm, pursuing other interests, you know, if my hard money, money lending grows, you know, and what I'm able to do with it. And I get more focused on uh, real estate investing and things like that. then that's what I'll do. A lot of my clients that have been wealthy in other areas have made more money in real estate than they have in their primary businesses that afforded them the opportunity to buy the real estate. So that's been a commonality that I've run into in my business when talking to these guys that have car collections or, multi-million dollar homes or the garage with 10 cars in it. That's mm-hmm. it's been the commonality is that, yeah. you know, they, they, they've all been involved in real estate or technology in some, some yep. shape. Or form. So for the guys that are listening that aren't making a bunch of money in PDR and can't put away a bunch of money and all that stuff. Um, what is your opinion on when they do get the opportunity to go to that guy's house with, with a bunch of cars or the big house and they can clearly see that they've been successful in life on asking them questions about about 
business and life in general and just trying to soak up information from them. Cause I think those, a lot of people in that position, including you now, cause you're, you're, you're in that position people ask you questions about how you did it like me mm-hmm. or other people you want to tell them, you want to help them. If you see a younger guy, twenties, thirties, that's like curious and hungry and wants to grow in life and in business. Like I've always found that those people want to help. Not yeah. necessarily help with money or like give you a job, but just like they'll even well, give you the teach. advice, you know. Yeah. So so take that opportunity. Um yeah, for as sure. many opportunities you can get to to learn from people who are doing things that you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, like when I'm there and I'm working on those cars and I talk to those guys about, you know, well, how'd you get this car? What's the story mm-hmm. with this? Yeah. Like like one of my customers, he, he owns tons of car dealerships. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he has this affinity for Buick GSs. Stage one Buick GSs. I don't know. Never know, man. Whatever. To each his own. Got one in every color and every combination of convertible and interior. You know, it's it's yeah. it's out there. And I made a joke one day and I said, You don't like Buick, Buick GSs, do you? Like, yeah. you know, just like yeah. as we're standing next to 10 of them. And yeah. It's like, not, not at all. You know, and he laughs yeah. and yeah. whatever. It's like, you know. Yeah. But that so opens you, you know, you learn to just have the conversation with them, just talk to them like mm-hmm. they're normal people. And don't open if open up with, well, what do you do for a living? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What are your, how'd you make so much money? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think another thing I said, your work ethic will shine through to them. This is what I've learned. And this is the commonality with all of them is that you answer your phone, you show up when you say you're going to show up, you do what you say you're going to do. You're clear and concise and you deliver on with that. It's not that complicated. Don't, Mm. don't, Overpromise and underdeliver. Underpromise and overdeliver. Mm. You know, just yeah. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Like you don't even have to be that good. Just be be clear about what you're delivering. All the guys, all the guys, I'm going to make this go away, and then it's not away. Like you know what you're going to be able to get it to, 99 percent of the time before you even start on it. Yeah. So just set the expectation and deliver mm -hmm. that. Yeah. All the all the guys that that uh, are went through my PR launchpad program are like that are listening to this are like yeah because I just told them the same thing it's 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 does it's not insanely complicated it is no. simple answer your phone show mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. set an expectation deliver on the expectation yeah you'll be fine <laughs> it doesn't need to be that much more complicated than that I mean just like the first step answer your phone yeah you're better than fifty percent of the businesses out there cool show yeah. up now you're in the top twenty percent right set the right expectations and deliver on it. Top 10%. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. And you don't need I to be mean, perfect. When you're pricing you dense, use a system. Like yeah. you have to use a system because the customer, the, 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 the smart guy at the other end of the phone, mm. he's going to know you're you just hear. looking at it. And yeah. throwing Even it if it's not head. full price guide, if you're not a perfect, yeah. you can't do perfect repairs on brand new Porsches on aluminum panels. Fine. Right. Use a system. That's not the PDR price guide. Use a system. That's a percentage of that. Use Use your yeah. own system. I, I don't yeah. care what it is. You know, but just, just be consistent just, from that standpoint as to where the next time that person contacts you, you can explain to them how you came to mm-hmm. your price. Yeah. And that's really it. For sure. So and like the first time I work on a lot of these car collections, they'll bring me the first car and it's yeah. like a test. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I don't get to see the garage. The car, and they come to my shop and they're like, this is the nicest car shop I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Like it's clean. It's clean. Guys, like, you can nice. eat off the floor in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And, uh, so then they they feel more comfortable with you and they can tell like these, some of these guys are super OCD. So like, if you don't want some to stand them, there yeah. and lean on their car, like <laughs> put your hand on the roof while you're talking to him. Like, he's sitting there going, get your fucking hand off. Yeah, he's like looking at like trying to talk to you and he's like staring at your hand. Yeah. yeah. But the details matter though. The details yeah. in your shop, in your appearance, in your truck, mm-hmm. in your tools, don't, don't show up with an unbranded truck and, a, and sandals and rusty tools and all that and expect to get high dollars yeah. and work on car collections. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, all those little details matter. And that's getting into the real, you know, little nuances of, of business, but all of, mm-hmm. all of that does matter if you want to be successful. Yeah. Um, so the theme of this is, oh, actually I'll say when I start first started debt repair, I don't even know when I was in high school, I was just listening to music and sports radio all the time. Mm-hmm. When my life changed personally is when I used that time to, to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. That's it. Yeah. Period, exactly. dude. I, I, 
I've, I, I've read 160 books over the yeah. last, I don't know, five or six, listen to, I, I read some physically yeah. too, but it's not as fast. Cause I don't have, I mean, books. I listen to probably four books a month minimum yeah. just working. Yeah. It's like, a theme through everybody. If you want to talk, if you look at anybody successful in life or anybody successful in this industry, if you want to just name some off the top of your head out of our group, uh, we got, if we got Gene Fetty, um, mm-hmm. even outside the group, the successful guys, uh, I know Dave Streen is a big book guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, every, everybody you can think of that's successful in this business. Mm-hmm. They're not using their dent time to, to just listen to music. No. And, 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 and not at all. We have such a unique ability in our industry to make a thousand dollars and listen yeah. to an audiobook at yeah. the same time. At the same time. And do both really well. Yep. You know, if you're a brand new guy and you're and you're working on a tough dent, pause it, right? Yep. Focus on the dent. But once you get once dents become secondary. Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Secondary. You know, there's still times where I'm like, I, I get myself into a situation on a dent well, or a people will be like, like, oh, I'll leave you alone. And I'm like, don't worry, I can walk and talk it, and chew okay. gum at the same time. Yeah, and fix dents and listen to audiobook. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm having conversations with other dent guys while I'm fixing dents now and, and things like that. But uh, that that was the biggest thing that changed changed my life. Um, and if you want some some book recommendations, reach out to me. I'll give you a hundred. Um, or tell me what tell me what you like or what you're interested in, and I can share with you. you know. Exactly. Whether it's you know, I've been down the rabbit hole of real estate books. I got twelve of those, and then like mindset, and then uh, like I just I like I've been really into fast. The mindset's key, mm-hmm. man. That's what I've always liked yeah. about you is you mm-hmm. you really focus on the mindset part. Yep. That's what always kind of like I appreciate about what you're doing and bringing mm-hmm. to our community is, you know, guys get the stinking thinking, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. If, if you've got it, that's what it's going to be. But if you set your mind in the right position and yeah. say, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be mm-hmm. successful. This is what I'm going to do. And you write your goals down and you set the things yeah. out in front of you that you need to accomplish and you continue to work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and surround uh, yourself down at night playing Xbox, surround you yourself know? with other people who are yeah. doing the same thing in the environment, right? Like mm-hmm. the 20 group that we're in going to Anson, uh, you know, yeah, having yeah. a coach, whatever it it is for you, that makes that happen. That's super important. Yeah. Um, you know, but like I even still have a coach to this day that helps me with my stuff just to, yeah. I, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I always believe that you, you can get something from someone mm-hmm. and, uh, utilize it that, that is invaluable. That'll change your life. You know, yeah. how do you spend money on that? I mean, how, I, people have a real tough time and I've been there too, about hiring a, a, a business coach or a fitness coach or whatever kind of coach to help me do something faster. Right. But that goes back to, I'm going to answer the question for you, but I'll let you answer it. That goes back to, to using your, your money to do things for you instead of instead of your time yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that the, is that how you, it's, for me, justify? it's the shortcut. Yeah. I'm paying for the shortcut. I'm paying to, to open Pandora's box without having to sit there and play with it for nine hours. Like yeah. if I've got a question about something, I've got someone I can bounce something off of. And you know, you, you start exceeding the, the, your circle, you know, my, my local circle, the people that I, that I, I'm around mm-hmm. and I can't really talk with them about things that my struggles with business, because they don't have them. They don't understand them. They're they can't give me any perspective. So I have to reach out to other guys in my industry or talk to a coach. You know, for me, I have some financial goals and some things that I'm trying to achieve. So my coach is like my accountability partner. So mm-hmm. I say, I'm, I'm really, I do well under pressure is when I perform my best is yeah, under pressure. Yeah, same. <laughs> so like I'll wait to the last minute and I procrastinate, but I get things done and I do things well. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't quality doesn't sacrifice on my time perspective, but um, I need an accountability partner. So the coach is that that's what it's there for me is to say, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And then the next time I talk to this person, they're going to ask me, Hey bro, did you get this, this, and this done? And I don't want to say, no, nah, man. So I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Like, because I want, I don't want to break my commitment to doing that to him or to myself. And it's really about breaking it to myself because then I just look foolish to someone when I said I was going to do this. And then I just said, ah, I wanted to watch YouTube tonight. I didn't want to work on my stuff. So, yeah. 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 I mean, when you start expanding your mindset, expanding your knowledge, expanding your circle, and then you have a question of like, okay, I have $150,000 and I've learned about real estate. I want to either get into hard money lending or buy and hold or different assets and all that stuff. Like the amount of people you can ask that question to in your circle is a very small or zero. 
Right? Well, I mean, so it's like I told you when we were at Anson, like, like when, like I told you when you, when we were at Anson to know you could go stroke a check for a Ferrari and not do it. Yeah. Because it doesn't meet your financial goals and you yeah. want to take that money and use mm-hmm. it to do other things. Yeah. You know, that's where it's a little bit of uh you have to have a little bit of self-control. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said I mean, Lambo when we were at Anson. I think well, you're torn between the two. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have been. Yeah. <laughs> <I can> tell. <laughs> torn between not doing it, doing it, and if you do it, which one do you get? Those are the yeah. tough decisions in life to make. Um, but yeah, those are I mean, that's not a problem that you can tell many people in your in your circle. No. Because they don't have that problem. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, how do I get off at three o'clock on Friday instead of five? Because I don't want to work at my job anymore. Like right. that's the, that's the more common of the problem or like, oh, I want to go on vacation, but I, how do I have a thousand dollars to do that? That or whatever. I don't want to always make it money or be debt could, free or have your yeah. house paid off yeah. or whatever. Or, or it doesn't even have to be about money though, too. It can right. be about like, how do I, how do I expand my, my business or, or yeah, or, or spend more time with my kids. Like it's when you have different problems and you start growing in that way, you have to have to find the people that support that or you will not grow past a certain point. No. If you, if, if you're with the people that every Friday night is drinking video games and you know, you you're disrespectful to other people. You don't spend time with your kids. All you do, whatever negative things that they're doing in life. And then you, you start reading, you listen, you listen to this podcast. You're like, okay, I'm going to read these books. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I'm gonna, and then you go talk to those guys about it or those girls about it. They're going to bring you back down. No, that's the I mean, environment. Do that. That's yeah. What are you talking about? No, 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 dude. This like we're. They don't we're, want you to do better than them. No, we're supposed to stay here. To. Like we're not meant for that. Uh, whatever that type of thing is, and you're gonna start to be like, you're gonna start to think that they're right. You know, and so that's expanding your network, expanding the environment, and start hanging around guys, me, TC, whoever else in the twenty group, anybody in PDR. Call, well, I, you know, I was excited to, yeah. to hear about your young guns group because yeah. I was like, man, they didn't have anything like that when I was. No, you know, it's yeah. you know, we had things like PDR college and stuff that we could yeah. listen to, and yeah, vicariously, vicariously through the podcast and try to connect with people on a forum, and that's great, and, and meet people at MTE yeah. and. Yeah, you know, the, the, but but now there's so many more shortcuts mm. and things yeah. that you can do to speed it up, and mm. you know, you can have those conversations with guys that are playing in your court. You know, it's nice for us in our group where we've got several guys that are doing really well at what yeah. they do. So when mm. one of us is trying something, we can say, "Hey, well, what do you? Yeah. How are you doing this? How are you doing that?" And you get a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's then, the thing with the groups. I mean, that's why the the Young Guns Twenty group. It's guys that are making under 100k, zero to five years in business. Um, and there's so much more success that they can have in this industry. There's, oh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, so, how do you surround yourself with other people who are yeah. thinking the same way? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's the community. That's what it's for. And yeah. and I don't think you people realize how much power there is in that because everyone's looking at the money. I tell them the money, and they're like, I don't know, like you know, I'm not sure about this. And, and it's an investment. It really is and it's yeah. an investment in yourself, in your mm-hmm. business and in getting further faster than you would. It's where I've spent money. I've probably spent more money in my personal development 100%. than anything else. Yes. <laughs> and, but it's been the one thing that's constantly rewarded me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's hard to, you know, when you think about how much money you've spent on personal development, you're like, wow, I could have bought something, but yeah. yeah. But, but but I wouldn't be wouldn't, here though. You wouldn't be here though. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't be where you are. Yeah. So it's, you know, the, the, the fortunate thing about these guys and that, you know, that young guns group is it's really it's achievable. Yeah. What they're trying to do is really achievable. Mm-hmm. And, and with some tips and tricks and some processes and some systems and some things that they could do, they could be really successful. Yeah. And it's the sure. same thing, like, you know, with guys that are in this industry and they want to, you know, change, you're tired of dents, you're burned out on dents, then you got to find other passions. And you got to find I, it before you're burned out though, dude. Before you're totally you burned, it out. Before you're burned out. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you feel it coming on anyway. You yeah, know, yeah. when you're, you, yeah. we've all hit that it's wall. A couple year runway. I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to find something that you're passionate about to, to, to spend your time on and to work on. But, you know, for me, the dent business has always afforded me the opportunity to do other things. And that's why I love it so much. Plus, I love the instant gratification I get from repairing a car. So seriously. And plus, I get, get a great earn, earn a great living, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man, that was that went all over the place. I hope everyone enjoyed that. I didn't I didn't know you had a personal coach, um, which yeah. is awesome. Um, yeah. 
I, I do too. Uh, most of the people that in my, that's the biggest revelation I had over the last few years in, in just growing myself and growing my business is that the amount of people that are spending money on personal development. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the key because you also have to take action too. You can't just like, you well, can't I mean, you believe can be, it's possible and hire a coach and never do anything. You still, it's still on you. you be the always. seminar guy that never takes action. So. Yeah. There's a lot of those people. There's a yeah, lot there of those people. Yeah. Been to every Tony Robbins event there ever mm-hmm. was, but still never started, never did anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that's the answer, but it's definitely uh, a big help in that, in yeah. that direction. So I didn't know that, but um, so I'm glad we went that direction, but I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this again, not too much PDR related, but it's like, how do you leverage your, it's probably going to be the title actually. How do you leverage your PDR business into success in life other than other areas or something like that? Um, but I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Yeah. I'm glad I got to know you at Anson. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get to know each other more over the years. And if I need some hard money, I'm going to call you. <laughs> 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 I don't use hard money. Actually, it's too. No, expensive I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, yeah. but it, but it works for me. It, you know, wor- so. it works. It, it works. It works. Gonna sit there either way, so I might as well put it to work. <laughs> exactly. Hundred percent. Right? <laughs> well, I enjoyed it, man. Um, me too. I, I appreciate it, and um, I hope you guys did too. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoryk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.